Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Well, one of our lovely cohorts, Daniel Wilcox, has just launched a brand new podcast, The Great Writer Share Podcast, to show where Daniel interviews all sorts of writers and invites them to share. So whether you're a full-time writer, part-time or just starting out, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips and production habits of writers from every level of the biz, from best-selling authors to those launching their first novels. You're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then search for the Great Writers Share podcast in your favourite podcast app today and get yourself subscribed. Today's episode is Gods of Rags. Written by Juliana Matoki and narrated by Persephone Rose. I don't want to be here, Surya says. I watch people on the streets, shadows hurrying before dusk. There is a tense thrum of panic in the air. This is the hour of headhunting. I surveyed the street in the way we learned, head forward, eyes catching, like rats in their corners. What I see is faces not ready for collecting. Emaciated children trot close to parents, squinting at the dark horizons. Too small. Too young. There are few elders, but the ones stumbling by, hacking into their bony chests, are protected by ugliness. 
You get used to it, I reply, and collections only once a week. A man turns his head and surveys Surya with the practiced eye. I try to wrap her tightly, to hide her prettiness. I'm not the only trained eye in the city. I grip Surya's shoulder, pull her close. What? She snaps. She's been in a bad mood since I told her she would join me on rounds. I turn away, but she catches the direction of my gaze and frowns at the man now striding away, slipping into the crowd. Stay close to me, I said. We'll need to hurry if we want to get this done before nightfall. Mother says it's wrong. I clench my jaw and my nails cut her shoulder. My voice is low and thick. Mother would have us all starve. We're only alive because of me. I was her age when I started, when I brought home a meal that wasn't rats or cockroaches. Cans of vegetables and congealed soups, a bag of rice, potatoes, and water. An entire bottle of water. I remember sobbing into my mother's lap, gasping through my mouth when my nose became clotted with mucus, unable to watch my siblings eat. Mother, Luca, and Surya scavenged ruins already scavenged, picked over by hundreds of desperate hands, and brought in what they could. Bits of leather, squirming meat, rust-brown cans with spoiled and putrid contents. I wanted to join them, to never touch another stranger's skin again or hear their piteous cries for help. But if I did not hunt, my family would die, broken, bloated, hungry. Fear spins me through the street, peering at one face and another. Too old, too young, too weathered. We hadn't found a single person and it's getting late. The skies are darkening, the winds picking up. The howling grows louder each heartbeat, rasping mechanical shrieks. We see them moving beyond the dust horizon. Black pillars and shapes writhe behind the curtains of dust and smoke, like shadows moving behind screens. Surya doesn't look in the distance, doesn't seem to notice the clouds of smoke and sand, fire and ash that bathe us in a sickly yellow glow until dark. She told me once it was easier that way, pretending. Luca's the opposite. Luca lives with his eyes cast above him. Luca begs me to take him hunting, but he's seven, he's too loud and eager. What about that one? Surya says. She has a good eye. The man, wrapped in layers, leans heavily on a staff, yet something about his form and movement makes me think he's young, hardy. Be quiet and follow me. The winds pick up, showering us with sand. I shield my eyes and watch as the man darts into an alley, pursuing a brown and squeaking blur. The man is so intent on his food that he doesn't notice my approach. A cautionless man is a dead man. If I don't catch him, someone else will. It's too easy. I jab him in the throat, throw his body to the floor, and bind his hands behind him. See? I didn't kill him. It's not what Mother thinks. Surya nods solemnly, turns her head, and vomits. You'd think she would have seen worse chasing rats and eating entrails. We need to go. We carry him, the semi-conscious man, to the lodge, what the old Jen used as a town hall. 
The brick facade is blackened and partially covered in sand. The inside is not much better. I hold the man as he moans, his legs shaking, eyes jumping across the ceiling. He mumbles. I pass another headhunter, who stomps past. He grips a small bag and white-knuckled fingers. They cut the shares, the headhunter mutters to me without slowing. This shit won't last three days. I reel, almost knocking my captive to the ground. This means we will have to ration the meals that barely fill our stomachs. I drag the man, less gently than before, into the collections room. More alert now, he begs me in whispers to spare him, to think of his wife, his kids. I hand the man to the collectors, and Surya collects our food share, only a day's worth of yeast paste. A pathetic bounty. I push through the collectors to where Andras stands, inspecting the bound on the floor. A girl looks up at me, terror in her eyes. I look away, scolding myself for looking at the faces of the dead. Andras turns to me, curious, scratching the black scruff on his neck, a small man with oily eyes. I don't speak to him unless absolutely necessary. Our rations are cut, I say. Why? Andras smiles. Nice to see you too. Why? I snarl, and out of the corner of my eye I see the captives flinch. Food shortages, he says. Haven't you heard? We're on borrowed time now unless we find some way to cross the borderland. Praise be the gods, and in their mercy, may they let us cross. But my family... Andras's eyes harden, and, fast as a fly, step forward, his face inches away from my own. Everyone has family. Everyone out here is scrabbling to live. We're rats fighting over garbage. And soon... We're going to turn on each other. He smiles. I thought about cutting out his mouth with my blunt knife, the twisted lips falling to the floor. Drag a small carcass to our den. When was the last time we had meat that didn't feast on ours? He must have seen a suggestion of what I was thinking, because his smile widens. I step back. Surya's here, and so are his people, hands twitching to their weapons. You'll make it last. Mother's face makes me furious all over again. We push the yeast paste in a jar and put it in the closet with the sprouted potatoes. The wind howls through the remnants of our house. We've tried to cover wood bones with sheets of steel and cloth, but the wind always finds the holes. The four of us huddle here, in this place that is an oven below the sun. But when night falls, we are glad for the crowding. The wind covers the screaming of sacrifices. They are tied to stakes a couple miles from the border, exposed to clouds of dust and fire. In quiet moments, we hear their voices, piercing and violent, until the pain fills our heads. The only solution is to wad cloth into our ears. Mother says... This won't last long. We'll make it last, I say harshly, feeling Andras' words on my lips. There's talk of a caravan, Mother says. There's always talk of a caravan, I say. No one's tried since the last one, and then the storms didn't stop for months, and the screams lasted longer, 
all of the ones who tried to make it across the borderlands. What do we do with them? Luca asks. We shouldn't think about it, Mother says wearily. You prostrate on the ground before bed, a nightly ritual. There are whispers passed down from the ages that the gods like to have us choose. There are whispers they don't care at all. These days we are all superstitious and hesitant to risk anything to bring the storms into the city. Are we going to be sacrificed? I reach out in the dark and pull Luca close, and his voice is not fear, but greedy anticipation. Luca's wails follow us down the street. People grope through the dust of once houses, torn suspicious eyes in our direction. In the distance, past the walls of ash and fire, shapes move sluggishly. Luca loves to watch the shapes. He draws them in the sand, a squid mantis with hundreds of dragging arms, rat things larger than the earth. A giant man crawls around the city, the black hole of his mouth screaming and screaming. Why the young? Why not just anyone? My tongue runs over chapped lips. I push against my stomach, trying to collapse the pain of emptiness. Because it doesn't get better, Surya says. It's been years and nothing gets better. What if we stop? What if... I slap her on her too pretty face. Her lips break and bleed. She looks stupid in shock. Never say that, I hiss and look around. The horizon, too close. You don't know who's listening. The skies darken, streaked with blood, and we hurry. Surya points to something moving in the street. I sprint after it, hoping that it is young, healthy, acceptable. The figure disappears into the darkness of what was once a convenience store, gutted and half-burned, gone. Inside the store, shelves, all empty. I pick my way through, and almost reach the counter when something slams into my head. I fall to my knees, hands squeeze my neck, foul breath panting in my ear. I let my body go limp. He pulls me closer, and I kick his rag-covered balls. He screeches and falls against a shelf, a hard kick in the stomach, and he's down. Then I see the mark on his forehead. I give him another kick. Surya, I say. He's a hunter. We need to find another one. No answer. I run for the door, leave the moaning mess behind me. The sky is dark, and the streets are dark, and in every direction I turn, there is no one. Andras meets me by the door. My sister, where is she? I say. I try to push past him. Andras rabbit punches me in the gut. She's safe, I say, and gasps, my arms around my stomach. She's Hunter's kin. You can't hurt her. I want to scream. I want to rip his face to shreds and eat it. The gods make new demands, Andras says. That night we huddle together, in the light of the candle. Mother's face sinks like a rotted thing. She looks a hundred years old. Do you think she's... Starts Luca. Don't talk. He moves restlessly as I drift in and out of sleep. In the early hours, 
I know. I strike our last match. Mother moans in sleep and rolls over, and next to her is nothing. I stumble to the door. The screams rise and fall with the wind's howls as the god's shadow falls on the city ruins. Somewhere along the dunes, a small boy walks barefoot. Somewhere in the night and the wind and the singing sands, Surya is bound to a stake, watching an oncoming storm obliterate the horizon. It would be so easy to return to bed, to pretend to never have woken up, to pretend shock and grief in the morning. We would search the city and call his name until the wind takes our voices. We could cry and eat their rations, larger helpings. We could survive with less mouths to feed. I sway in the dark, not knowing what to do. Go, stay, return to mother, endure her screams and silences. Go, bring back stomachs I can never satisfy. Stay, hope that Luca and Surya found each other. Leave them, because this land is used up, dying, and soon there will be nothing for these gods of rags. Go, find them. Return their lives to the nameless city, a cattle pen for human meat and scratching breath. I fall to my knees. The wind screams, and somewhere out there, the voices of my brother and sister join in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Gods of Rags was written by Juliana Matoki, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Melon and Tom Robson. Jay Matoki is the short story editor of Coffin Bell Journal and the strange editor of Rune Bear. Her works have been published or are forthcoming in Rue Scribe, Blood Song Books, Black Hair Press, and Coffin Bell Journal. And you can read more of her at www.jumotki.com. Once again, that's J-U-M-O-T-K-I dot com. So it's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but with Daniel Wilcox's new podcast, he's asking the question, does it really have to be? The Great Writers Share podcast is a show where Daniel interviews all sorts of writers and creatives and invites them to share. So whether you're a full-time author, part-time, or just starting out, with his new podcast, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips, and production habits of writers from every level of the biz. From best-selling authors to those launching their first novels, you're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then search for the Great Writers Share podcast in your favourite podcast app today and get subscribed. Until next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.